Well, it's Tuesday again. It's good to be back with you, Mona. Hi, Charlie. I see you got my memo to wear gray. I did. No, I appreciate that. I've been taking your advice more and more often. Um, By the way, um, many, many thanks for the tip about Bad Sisters. I don't think I would have watched it if you had not recommended it. Just finished season one. Don't want to give any spoiler alerts. But wow, really good. You know, I owe you on that one. Bad Sisters. So we always hear from people when we make recommendations about things to watch. They, you Mm -hmm. know, they give us recommendations, which is great. Keep them coming. Which are very good, yeah. Please, yes. What's really wonderful about this uh, show, it's funny and it's suspenseful. It's all these things, beautiful performances and great writing. But it starts with you knowing that the guy was murdered, you know, and then it's a question of, well, who did it and who had a motive? And it is hilarious and great. Well done. There are moments where you go, oh, my God, I can't believe they just, okay, I'm not going to, we can't, we can't even talk about it. <laughs> so um, we're all, you know, still hung over a little bit from the Iowa caucuses, which were called at like five minutes after they began, you know? <laughs> yes. I think this is the great thing about the news media is they just cannot wait to call the winner of the election before all the votes are even cast. I mean, not even yeah. counted. No, cast. agreed. agreed. Santa's people, big mad, doesn't matter. But you had a piece in the bulwark this morning. Finding a silver lining because, you know, I'm looking at that and going, here's Donald Trump just running up the score, gets 51% of the vote, wins 98 of 99 counties, wins college. I mean, it's just like bad on top of bad with hair on it. But then there's your piece, Mona. You find a silver lining. Help me out here. Okay. So I do think that there was a silver lining. First of all, let's... um pull back the lens a little bit and look at Iowa. I mean, and you talked about this. I mean, the fact that Iowa gets all of this attention and is seen as a bellwether, I mean, let's not forget, you know, President Huckabee and President Cruz and all the people who've, Santorum, uh, Santorum, you know, who've, who've won Iowa. It doesn't mean anything even for the Republican nomination, far less for the general election. It is the most rural, whitest, most evangelical state that's in the primary lineup. So it's not representative. And uh, further, you had this awful weather, which I think you're also partaking of to a degree, uh, where it was, you know- Minus four right now. So minus four, you know, and it was minus like 15 or something last night when they were actually traipsing to their sites. And so turnout was way down. So we, you know, in um, 2016, which was the record- of uh, turnout for Iowa caucuses, it was only 15% of the Republican electorate that showed up, 15%. And this year, it was way less than that, okay, because of the weather, probably, though you can never know for sure. But okay, so it's unrepresentative. Let's put all that out there. And let's also note that Trump is basically running as the incumbent, right? I mean, he already served as president Yeah, he got 51%, but he was the president. I mean, he should be getting numbers like an incumbent would get, right? You would think. And instead, he's not. He's getting his cult and maybe a few more, but he is not getting the kind of numbers that an incumbent should get. 49% of people showed up to Republican caucuses and voted for somebody other than Donald Trump. So, I mean, half glass empty, half glass full. Okay. Exactly. All right. And so then you've got Ann Selzer, the famous pollster at the Des Moines Register. Mm -hmm. So their poll that came out right before the caucuses and that is the gold standard turned out to be 
spot on. It was so accurate. Mm -hmm. And so what did they find in that poll? Um, This is my silver lining, okay? They found that fully 11% of these hardcore Republican caucus goers, the people who are not just like lean Republican or even think of themselves as Republican, these are caucus goers. These are the hardest of hardcore people, right? You have to be hardy to go out, yes. And you do. And these people, though, just caveat, I mean, these were people who were polled, not people who showed up. So there's that distinction. But they intended to, they were likely caucus goers, whatever. And some of them showed up, obviously, maybe not all. But 11% of them said that if Trump were the Republican Party nominee, they would vote for Biden. Mm -hmm. And 25% of them said they would vote for somebody other than Trump, okay? That is a significant minority of the party, especially considering the source. So if you're seeing those kind of numbers of disaffected Republicans and independents and others, uh, but mostly Republicans, in a state like Iowa, what does that say about the swing states where Republicans in Georgia and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, those states, Arizona, they're going to be deciding this election. And as we know, the last two elections were decided by just a few thousand votes in a few states. And if that many Republicans are disaffected, that bodes well for the general election. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is there's significant support for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. or for another third party guy. So the third party thing remains a big threat and has to be dealt with between now and November. But I think, you know, we don't pay enough attention to the Republicans. And I quoted a couple of them in my piece. You know, we think of these Republicans as being these, you know, ensorcel lunatics, you know, who are all sort of frothing at the mouth and wearing red MAGA hats. But, you know, there are lots of other Republicans out there, and some of them told the Washington Post, I voted for Trump, but, you know, January 6th did it for me. I'm out. So there are people out there already without our help who feel the way we do. Well, and the Wall Street Journal uh, editorial board also noticed some of the same things that you're talking about, saying, you know, this vote revealed weaknesses for Trump in, in November. He could be a convicted felon by the summer. The Iowa entrance poll showed that no fewer than 32% of GOP caucus goers said that a conviction would be disqualifying. Exactly. Now, let's say that's wrong by a factor of, you know, it's half that. That's still yeah. a very, very big number of Republicans. It is a big number. You make a really good point here. I think it's very easy to sort of think that the average Trump supporter is this red hat uh, conspiracy theory, red hat wearing folks. There's a lot of Republicans who are you just go with the flow. They have sort of the muscle memory of voting for Republicans. They don't like Joe Biden. Yep. They don't like Democrats. They have a selective memory of Donald Trump. Right. But they are not necessarily locked in, especially given you know many of the things that are going to happen in 2024. I think it is a mistake to just assume that that all of the people who show up in the polls as Trump voters are solid Trump voters. And again, the hardcore mega base, forget that. There's nothing we can say to them. There's no event that will occur. Nothing that Trump will do will break them. We got that, okay? Yeah. But, and this is where I differ from some of our friends on people like Chris Christie. Okay, Chris Christie was not, or Liz Cheney. They're not going to change those people's minds. But they might change the minds of the 10, 20, 
maybe 30% of Republican voters that go, do I really want a convicted felon? Do I really want somebody who tried to overthrow the, the government? And that was on display. I mean, just can we just have a reality check? I'm, I'm not in denial about the Iowa vote, but you know, you're talking about numbers that look like a, a state legislative race in terms of the, the the raw total. Donald Trump, with this decisive win that gives him this wind at the back, he's got about what fifty six to sixty thousand votes total. Yeah. I mean, this is like zero 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 six percent of the population, and you guys got and you got guys like Jack Posobiec. Did you see this? Uh, he's out on Twitter, basically right. now, you know, listing all the people that will be arrested and sent to the camps now. Oh. No, I mean, this is this is just so you understand where they're coming from. Okay, so fifty six thousand Iowans voted for Trump. That is zero point zero 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 one six eight percent of the population. Jack Posobiec, who is, um, you know, big MAGA Pizza guy. Pizzagate. Pizzagate, 2025. Fonnie Willis, arrested. Alvin Bragg, arrested. Jack Smith, arrested. Merrick Garland, arrested. Victoria Newland, arrested. I mean, they're just, they're already like measuring the curtains for the camps. They're so excited about all this. Slow your roll. Slow your roll, guys. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today.